we please. That is correct. Whatever we please. Whatever we please. Welcome back to Lady Blur Sings the Blues. And also welcoming ourselves here to Twitch. Holy moly, a big milestone that I've been dreaming of. And now it's perceiving that we are here now. So I'm super happy that we're here. Um, Lady Blurds is a podcast where three, I almost said four, <laughs> three. Full-figured, talented Black women talk about their experiences and perspectives moving through the world. And also we're here welcoming Grayson. Uh, yes, heck yes. Uh, we, we need a king here in these parts every so often. So... <laughs> Awesome. So um, for those who are listening in today, um, thank you for being here. This is a big deal for us. And uh, this is the first time that we've ever even tried something like this. So it's been real cool that we got this all set up. Uh, We will shout out the people responsible uh, at the end of today's episode. Um, But, you know, let's go ahead and do our our normal segments. So uh, I'm going to go and say, how's our week? And we'll start the pacing here with Paris. Oh, man. So This week has been interesting. People may know, but I have been um, recovering and healing from the trifles of this world. Um, I contracted the flu. I went to MAGFest, didn't manage to get COVID, but I managed to get whatever other con crud that tends to circulate. And plus I was, I was, I was, uh, I was doing some, I was out, I was out, out. I woke up in my friend's room with a cup of coffee trying to get sober and I had to like an hour to take him to the airport. He had passed out in his room. Um, it was not good. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was ugly. So I thought I was going, you know, get, get home and, and be cute and all of that kind of stuff after MAGFest and, and take my friend to the airport, drop him off. My friend being Mark fucking Cooper, by the way, for a couple of that Yes, Mark fucking Cooper was my airport buddy. I was supposed to like pick I picked him up from the airport and and I um and that was the that was hysterical because we couldn't find each other for a couple of minutes and that was fun. Um and then we get, you know, drop him off at the hotel and all of that. I ordered food for him, but I couldn't stay because then I got like I had this issue going on at work and I had to like leave. So I like ran out, couldn't eat with him. I was like, God damn, this sucks, right? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna take you to the airport because that was gonna be my consolation prize. Now, try to take him to the airport. That morning we had hung out. Um, we were we were up pretty late. Um, I remember it was probably about four in the morning. I went to go take him back to his hotel or whatever with this friend, uh, with Mike Jack. And I get to the hotel. I said, okay, let me, you know, get some coffee because I need to sober up. So I go down to the little gift shop thing, get some coffee. Mike Jack's moving pretty fucking slow. Like we're waiting for him in the elevator for minutes. And I'm just like, is he coming or what? Is he okay? You know, is he going to make it in the elevator? So we finally get him in the elevator. I even say to Mike Jack, why don't you come over to the room, right? Because I'm thinking to myself, at least then I'll stay. I'll be, I'll sober up. I'll be okay. No, Mike Jack couldn't make it to the room. He's like, I'll come over there in, in, a, in a couple of minutes. He never made it. Um, because I probably would have woke up, right? Like I woke up. It was like Mark had to get to the airport at nine, I think, 9.30. We were trying to change his flight and everything the night before because I knew he wasn't going to make it to the airport. <laughs> I woke up. It was like 7.45. Mark was in there snoring his ass off. I'm like, yo, this is this is a... Um, 
Like, you know, we it was a mess. Anyway, I woke up coffee in my hand. I never even drank it. So there you go. Um, got him to the airport, though, safely, calmly. He didn't have to run and race. He did get to the airport at 930. And then I came home. I checked on Mike Jack because he was still there for a Sunday. And then I went to fucking sleep. And I woke up sounding much like this on Monday. Yeah. And so it was like, that was a Sunday. And that was my, and, and then I've been dealing with that since MAGFest, which seems like it was so long ago, right? But it's like, I've been dealing progressively with this illness since then, which I think is just my defenses were down. I had little sleep. It was a lot. So yeah. Anyway. So I, it sounds like there's a lot of social stuff that happened during MAGFest. And I, 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 what I love, I, what I love is yeah. like, I loved all the pictures that I saw during that weekend from everybody who went but like I know we're going to talk more about the bulk of performances of MacFest a little yeah. later as well so um so I want to make sure that we hide those little gems towards the end um yes but yeah no I <laughs> I'm so glad that even though like everyone was being super cautious that you know at least people were still able to have their fun and shenanigans we were able to get a little bit of time like I did I, I hung with um Jopium Mike Jack and Mark and I were kind of mob we're trying to mob out and then we got to Shubs and Nick's room um shout out to Shubs and Bill Beats and, and yes, Grace, I was there <laughs> and we had a blast. And then the next day, like we spent like Kadesh came through. We were all freestyling. Lex Lexicon came through. I had the Patron on deck. We were getting You it. had Patron? <laughs> she said, let me show y'all what's up. <laughs> I, I was like, as soon as I got in the room, right? Like I was trying to keep it chill. My Jack came and, you know, me and him are drinking partners now. So when I got to Detroit for Yomacon, like he poured me up as soon as I I got in the building so I had to pour him up soon as he got in the building yes <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's incredible uh so Kylie, <laughs> how's your week gone oh my goodness um we are slowly becoming not even slowly we are rapidly becoming the DIY queen <laughs> yes you, you are. we all know Home Depot yes. is the place to be and I don't know. Uh, this last week, uh, if you have followed me on Instagram, you watched me struggle uh, trying to find out how to turn off my uh, water to the house so I could fix a leak in my bathroom. And um, finally figured out how to do that. Got the stems, fixed the thing. It's still leaking. How dare it? How dare it? Oh, so I'm just going to go back in and uh, tighten some stuff up. But I really enjoyed that process of problem solving you have an issue mm -hmm. and for me it's really like um and maybe it was a proud moment for me you know it was like you had a, an issue it's i take pride in my home because i worked really hard to get it mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's the family yeah. home and um so anytime i fix it up i i feel like oh the ancestors are pleased the grandparents are smiling yeah. <laughs> Ah, yes, on both sides. I uh, just come from a handy family. So I was handy this past week and I feel good and accomplished about it. And I've been going to the gym consistently and I meal prepped the meal prep. Yeah, I saw all that meal prep. It was amazing. I was like, damn, she's about to feed a whole ass army. <laughs> yes, myself. <laughs> a whole ass army. Welcome. <laughs> 
By the way, uh, Cersei27, uh, she came from the GameHers Discord. Uh, GameHers is an app to gather a lot of uh, women, um, women from different backgrounds, cultures, as well as, you know, those who identify as women um, yeah. to get together on, a, on a, a mutual forum. So I'm glad to see that Cersei made it. So thank you, Cersei, for following. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, Queen Cersei. <laughs> right, Queen Cersei. I, I, I just with Cersei, child. Right. No shame here, right? Um, <laughs> no shame here. All, all, um, all decorations of flowers and that and all that jazz. Um, so no, that's awesome, Kylie. So Grayson, how's your week? How's your week been going? My week's been um it's been pretty cool. I'm just getting back into working like my regular schedule, um, as well as uh, preparing for shows. Like I had a show last night as when we was on the phone, you know. So trying to get that going as of trying to get there in Delaware. Um, and luckily, thanks to Gata Negata and her crew, they, they picked me up um, and scooped me and then brought me back. You know, I was with uh, DJ Awesomeness Prime, uh, Heroes for Hire, um, nice. Otaku on Gaku. Yes. And it was at Bar 13, and it was a, it was a really lit show. It was, I had a lot of fun. I had a few drinks. And <laughs> had a good time. You know, I played Street Fighter Five. You know, people was playing Smash Bros. You know, I won like two matches. I lost like five, but it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Went some had a good time. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I fought some dude. I he put out the fight stick, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, you're winning. And they're like, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, if it was Tekken, maybe I'll be a little more. Nah, I'm just gonna let you know you're winning. But I, I fought, I fought to the end. You know, right. Never give up. But nah, my week was pretty cool. Yeah, the, my week was pretty cool. Family's pretty cool. Um, everybody's healthy. Uh, the kids are back flipping. <laughs> so I'm just, getting, the boys are getting big, dude. Yeah. Like, I look at them like, was you taller than this kid before? Like, hmm, okay. I don't know. But, you know. Mm. They're so cute. I, I love their little, they are so adorable. <laughs> yeah the whole family is great dude I'm I really I'm really happy to see you not only that you're doing the rap stuff but you're also doing the dad stuff so it's great <laughs> yeah yeah it's a lot of fun um all right so I'll be brief about my week um my week went pretty well um some highlights I would like to say is that um I participated in Mega Ranch charity event which was a lot of fun um, I'm glad that we were able to um, raise about three grand for Black Girl Ventures. Um, so that was awesome. The three grand didn't show up until like after the stream ended and after we raided um, Big Cheese Kit, I, I believe is his name. Um, but it was it was really, really dope. So I, I was super happy to see a lot of performances I've seen for the first time. Um, so it, like, for example, Ann Hobbs, who I've never seen. Um, was really, really great. And uh, oh, what's his last name? He's a guitarist, he's a jazz singer, but his name is Vance that I saw as well. And that, that was just super enduring. And so, and then also we saw some familiar faces as well. Like I believe I saw Lacey Johnson there as well. And so it was just really, really cool. And everyone was popping in the chat. Like I love when everyone gets together and they're just like, you know, shenanigans in the chat. Um, yeah. 
along with the shenanigans, there was also um, every thousand we had to do a hundred squats. And so for a while I was reigning queen of the, like getting the team together to do squats, but I still ran 300 because, <laughs> because uh, we hit that, we hit that three grand mark. So I still need to get bootylicious for the girls. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, so that, that kind of ends our uh, How's Your Week segment. Uh, if you want to tell us how your week is going, just let us know in the chat. Um, so now let's go ahead and get into celebrating us, acknowledging us, uh, a segment that talks about black, what Black people are doing in the community and also how Black um, influences impact us. So uh, let's go ahead and start uh, talking about the the main thing with this is eulogizing Blackness. And so I think, Kylie, do you want to go ahead and lead this on? Yeah, so, I mean, the idea behind this topic or this conversation is that um, we all too often will wait to celebrate someone on, after they pass. And then we see it even more obviously because we are a community of Black people and um, we are already under-recognized um, in what we contribute daily while we are living. And then once we pass, <laughs> um, we also see how Black people are eulogized or recognized publicly versus how everyone else or what we perceive as everyone else <laughs> is eulogized publicly, right? The contributions yeah. um, that people bring up are important and who comes forward to recognize the contributions and recognize how you've impacted their lives is important. Um, mainly for this week, what really kind of sparked this for us was the passing of Andre Leon Talley and yeah. seeing the response um, with Vogue magazine um, to his passing and how they talked about the um, contributions that this man gave to the fashion world in general. Yeah. Um, so prowess, cause you are in New York, you are in like one of the fashion capitals of the world. So I'm sure you felt more directly or daily. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a new, I'm a, I'm an adopted New Yorker. I'm in DC, but I, but listen, I do, but I feel you because I go, Grayson, the, the real New Yorker, I won't ever take that. Right, Truth, Grayson, this is also why you're here. <laughs> like, yes. But, you know, I spent a great deal of time going up to, you know, New York and D.C. tend to have a very close relationship with fashion because that's where we go shopping every, like, you know, look, look every school her. year. Um, <laughs> every school year, every holiday, like, you know, I'm, I, I'm a, you know, I'd have done the, the Canal Street thing for years. I've gotten my purses, you know, off the, the sample sale. So, yeah, I'm very, like, the, the fashion industry it mourns the loss of a of of a true icon, but you're right. I feel like the larger issue around how Vogue eulogized and paid tribute Anna Wintour, who we all know, Dragon Lady, who the Devil Wears Prada, based off of her persona, um, is is had some complicated relationships. Um, Andre Leon Talley being just one of very many of those people, but I mean the fact that he brought fashion editorial de developed blackness in a very striking way and and for queer people of color 
bringing that into the like fashion lexicon, especially in Vogue, where that kind of there was no bullhorn on diversity before Andre Leon Talley was um, creative director there. And I think, you know, whether their relationship had fractured, that wasn't the best time, right, to in, in a tribute to then indicate that, like, you've had a fractured relationship. And I, and that, and that is troubling. And I feel like that happens a lot. I saw that, you know, troubling. recently, even with, um, it wasn't the person that had passed, but Timbaland and Missy, Missy was giving a tribute to Timbaland. And she's like, you know, we've had our problems. Is that the best time to indicate, right? Give this person the flowers. Let them enjoy being attributed. This is not the time to sort of shape what your personal um, issues were. That's This ain't a time to outline those tough moments. It's a time to celebrate their memory in every way you know you can um, and in, in an elegant way as much as possible. Um, and shine, you know, sing their shining praises. So I think it's just the fact of, you know, the, the all the great things that Andre Leon Talley's legacy represents for you know, for blackness, for queerness, for the fashion world, um, but intersecting race and fashion industry, which very often, I mean, we know fashion and, and couture world is very, is notoriously exclusionary and elitist when it comes to anybody who isn't white. Oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, and and so it has been a tough, you know, journey for this, for this, this, this entire pathway that Andre Leon Talley shaped and it's sort of like you want to take those moments to really celebrate the influence. But, you know, there I love the fact that in relation to that, people like Naomi Campbell and Veronica Webb and some of these, you know, OG models came out to really showcase. And even I mean, even Tamron Hall um, and just friends that he had um, different designers who were like, listen, this this not only did he address racism, you know, the systemic racism in every walk of life in, in the fashion industry, but being, you know, calling Queen Kong was actually like a racist allusion to his sexuality. And he embraced it and he owned it. And, um, you know, so it's just, it's the whole idea around it. I don't know. It's like the glamour, glamorous world of fashion. And then there's this dirty side that we don't talk about. And Anna Wintour could have used an opportunity to sort of talk about how maybe she could have talked about that. That sadly, you know, that that this man was haunted and and attacked by that at every facet, but still stood with dignity and elegance and everything that he did through, you know, all the way through the end. Um, yeah, she didn't use her privilege in the in the way she should have. Yeah, no, thanks for giving all of us that that all for that information. I'm not as in touch with fashion and vogue and that industry just because of in general the toxicity that comes from it and so because of yeah because of like how toxic it is I just try to stay away from it but it's really amazing to see like you know fashion giants such as Andre Leon Talley like who doesn't look like the standard of what fashion is um yeah. leads such a robust career um so Another thing I kind of wanted to tackle on in the subject is about switching up how we give people their flowers once they pass away. Um, and Grayson, you might have some thoughts on this here, but it's like, you know, for example, when DMX passed away, all of a sudden everyone was like, yo, DMX was awesome. But while DMX was fighting his demons, they're like, ah, DMX is stupid, silly. What the hell is he doing? You know, and yeah. go ahead, Grayson. Yeah, because... Um... 
like for what well especially when it comes to like i i see it more with hip-hop artists more but mm-hmm. like anytime a hip-hop artist die you know there's always like oh we're gonna give them roses they were the goat da, da, da. and with dmx like people acknowledge he was the goat they just also acknowledge like yeah he was dealing with his issues you know like one highlight i know is like yo he he played uh slipping in one of his cases and it, it, it dropped the time and i'm like yeah that's how that's how dope that song is that you could you could save right. yourself from time in prison but you know my my issue that happens when people pass that are well in general but also hip hop artists that i've noticed is that there's always this like hey yo man he died man rest in peace man so we got this album dropping next month and we're like Mark, Wait, hold up, yo, you chill. literally just like, use this person's death to push your own agenda like yeah, and it's like, and it's never almost ninety percent of the time. It's like, yo, this isn't the the vibe that they brought to, or this isn't this isn't done correctly. Like the last DMX album, I like most some of the songs, but like all of it, it's like, yo, you didn't do it justice. That DMX probably would have done it if, if he still had time here. Um, like this beat doesn't even match. Like there was one song with Griselda. And the beat was definitely like an MF Doom type beat. And I'm like, these four gentlemen are not, especially <laughs> what they're talking about. I'm like, I don't want to get robbed to elevated music. Like, yo, like, I want right. to, like, it's got to be more <laughs> you know? And same with Pop Smoke. Um, even though I yeah. like the album, but I understand that it's not Welcome to the Party. It's not Dior. Um, Mm-hmm. Actually, when um, when you guys were talking about, I was listening because I was learning because I never, I never, I'm not into fashion. I just like to match. But um, <laughs> it's like I, love it. I, don't know about fashion. <laughs> I probably would spell fashion wrong if I tried to type it. Um, <laughs> but legitly, um, it brought me back to I forgot his name. He made a uh, crew. The song like I see money all around me. I forgot. Oh, Gold Link. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. DC Zone, right? Oak Link, yeah, shout out. Yeah, because I like I liked his um, is it a second album? They had this Dysphoria. It was a cool, cool cover. He had Tyler. He had Pusha T on it. But oh, I remember yeah. one yep, time, just... yep. like a year or so ago, um, it was around like Mac Miller's birthday or his or his. I hope not to say it weird death day, but he made a post and as he was giving him props, he's like, yeah. You took my album idea, though, and then everyone kind of got on him. And I was like, yeah, that does happen a lot. Like, people people can't help but acknowledge the, yo, we had beef before. It's like, yo, just get past yourself, especially when they're dead, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. chill. Like, read the room. It's not, it's, not, it's not the vibe right now. If you had some <laughs> issue and you didn't have shit out before they passed, you kind of got to hold that down. Like, me personally... Like, if I have issues with people, whether it's concluded in a positive way or concluded in a way where I we don't rock with each other, it's it's concluded. Uh, unless like, if I do something wrong, I acknowledge it and try to fix it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, some people don't want to forgive, and it's cool. Um, I just gotta walk with that. But on the other end, it's like. I can I can take an apology, I can take whatever, but that's up to that person. Um, but all in all, it's like people know where they stand with me. 
you know, and if they right. don't, I always put an open door to be like, yo, we can communicate. Cause I, I, you know, um, the real hit was like, um, Ken when he passed and it's like, um, okay, tomorrow's never promised. So it's like, if we need to handle things and hash things out, I'm always open to it because we were all Absolutely. adults and, and yeah. that feeling of like the surprise of this person passing is like, yo, we was just beefing over a bag of chips. Like why? No, man. Like it, 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 yeah. it, it puts you in perspective of how small certain things are and also puts you in perspective of how a conversation could have just made things, you know, at least a little bit better, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you on that. But also like the gravity that folks take death is so interesting. Like, and don't get me wrong. People are allowed to grieve in their own way, but also as a human, you need to make sure that you're very aware about how you grieve and how that impacts the people around you. Um, So for example, like, like you can't like what Grayson was saying. It's like don't you take someone's death as a chance to put yourself on, you know? Like that's exactly. it's just absolutely selfish. Like this is about this person and their legacy and their life and celebrating them, um, not about you and your agenda and what the next thing that you're promoing or to say the person's day being like they would have wanted me to do this. It's like no, it's not about you. Like give exactly give, give this give this event some air or give this moment some air so that way the family and the friends who are truly close with this person have a chance to like properly grieve without them feeling salty that you did something selfish. Um, And I've seen that happen where people will just start putting artists' names in their mouths just to say it like to strengthen like the relationship after death so this person doesn't even have, the person who's passed away doesn't even have a chance to like defend themselves or to advocate or to check what this person is doing. And so it's just, it's just a sensitive line. Like, like what Grayson said, read the room. It's not just about you. It's about them. But yeah, I, I, that usually would, would eat me up and trust. Like if I feel like I need to like grieve in a way that's not appropriate for family to see, like, I'll just hit up a friend and just be like, Hey, I know I wasn't that close, but this death hit me. Like this yeah. hit me a lot. Like, for example, like, I mean, I don't, Michael never even thought of like, even breathed what I, who I am, but like Michael Jackson, for example, I was hit as, as a right. fan because he, me growing up as a four-year-old ready to go on MTV on that channel and just to watch like the, the thriller videos and to watch like the uh, smooth criminal videos. I love those smooth criminal videos. For some reason, I love like the Gotham, like back in the alley aesthetic mm-hmm. with like the speakeasies. Like I love that aesthetic, even as a four-year-old, I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And to watch him do all the stuff or all the dancing. And like, it was just so entrancing. Um, remember the time, like I loved all that. But am I going to go online back in 2009 being like, oh, Michael, and just like do this whole like novel? <laughs> like, oh, Michael fan. Jackson? Is yes, you will. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, that, you, you, and I, you, when you said that, it made me think about sometimes to the cultural differences because I was in Jamaica when Michael Jackson passed 
and I was, you know, seeing this guy or whatever. I never, I never forget how he made me feel. Like it was the worst. Like at that point in time, I knew it wasn't going to work. Um, but anyway, I was in Jamaica. And my friend and I were like dating these two like best friends or whatever. And, you know, we were hanging out all the time. So we were at the house, came on the TV. Of course, we are, me and her are in tears. She's, she's white. I'm black. So for them, there's a whole different classification, I feel like, of like how they expected her to grieve versus me. And, and we both, you know, embrace each other. We're crying. We're in tears. We're, we're in shock. Our mouths are open. We're just hugging each other. And, you know, and, and the guy looks at uh, both of us and, and he tells, you know, he says to us, like, he did not understand what was going on. He was like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Y'all are, you know, what, what what's going on with y'all? You know, you don't know that man. You sit down there, you cry. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> you don't see him. No, no, you don't know him for the bug, for the bug, for the pack of mackerel. What you talking about, girl? You know, and I was like, what? I, you know, it's Michael Jackson. How are you not affected by this? And I remember later on, he he told, you know, he told me. It was just me and him together. He said, oh, no, I expect that white girl to cry like that because that's, you know, that's that's how they do. But you, <laughs> like, girl, you're embarrassing. You're embarrassing me oh. with that. And I was just like, what? He, he and anyway, and that was something cultural, though, that I learned because yeah. I was like, I remember having another conversation with somebody, you know, of Jamaican descent. And I was like, what was he so upset about? And she, he was like, yeah, we don't. We don't tend to cry over celebrities unless they're like iconic level. But I'm like, MJ is iconic level. Like it is our Bob Marley. Like it is just as big yeah. as a Bob Marley, a Hendrix. It, it is our American version, but of blackness, especially. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I, you expect a white woman to cry, but not me. If me, probably more so. Are you crazy? You know I'm like. I've been watching this man my entire life. My parents have been watching this man their entire lives. What are you talking about, you know? Yeah. But so, is Danny going to be inviting you to dinner? Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I didn't know him personally. And I realized, yeah, the cultural differences of how we mourn and grieve our, our icons and what is considered an icon, right? It's like, do you know them personally or have some personal connection to them? Have they personally affected your life? And it's like, but yes, he personally affected my life. He personally affected my family's life. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, it was just odd. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry. You don't have nobody that you cry over. Like I cried, did the same thing when Kobe passed, you know, I cried. I just, it was, I cried for days. I couldn't even, it was not, it was very hard for me because I, and I had a love hate relationship with Kobe, but I, it wasn't my time to be like, you know, I must, I was a Lakers hardcore fan my entire life. I grew up going to the games every time um, when they would come to play the bullets in DC. And, and then I, when my favorite player was Eddie Jones, God bless him. They traded him Philadelphia guy. Listen, I've had this conversation with Mega Ran because he's a Philly guy. So he knows when they traded Eddie Jones, I was done. That was it. I became a late uh, Celtics fan after that. Cause I wanted them done. So, you know, yeah, it sucks. But it's yeah. not a time. It's yeah. not a time to say what's an icon or what. Like you get the chance to grieve over your celebrities, especially for those who have touched your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think that's allowed. I think I think it's just a pro what's appropriate, you know. Yeah. What what's appropriate. And also making sure that you're not waiting until death until you yes. celebrate them because 
yeah, like with the Michael example, I was like a huge Michael stand up until the time of death. And the thing that was conflicting, the thing that was conflicting for me was the whole like allegations before before things happen it's just like me not understanding what was going on kept hearing all these different conflicting stories and so i just kind of had to settle with his music was iconic but i have to make sure it's not a situation where it's like an r kelly situation where that guy truly messed up (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah but now i'm hearing like he didn't and so it's just it's just very it's very um it puts you in like a weird duality um but anyway, yeah, we need to wrap up the section, but I think this we is do. good. Um, Can I say one thing while we wrap up? Yeah, yeah. As a wrap up? Yeah. Um, so I think we did talk a lot about um, grief in this segment, um, but also I just want to put the flip side of that as celebration. And since we were talking about, you know, hip hop and we're talking about all of these um, celebrities that influence culture, right? How we celebrate and um, move forward and change the culture that we are in is important as well. And I think definitely we've seen positive changes. Like I think the hip hop community is one of the most obvious because we see like groups like Earth Gang releasing songs like I'm Proud of You. um, And we can see like almost like that's a direct correlation of all of this generation. So many hip hop artists dying being murdered you know dying over petty bullcrap and now we're seeing i think more shifts in music towards positivity towards people recognizing that this isn't it as we are maturing so grief is a natural part of life but so is celebration and growth um and that's really all i want to say about that so when we are eulogizing people when we are remembering people don't just sit in that sadness really um think and reflect upon why you're sad <laughs> and um, how how you can take the lessons and the impact that that person had upon you and create something positive out of it. So yeah, that is, that's my wrap up for that. That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. A word. Love it. Word. Um, yeah. Indeed. Celebrate your people. <laughs> celebrate. I celebrate all my people. I love you. I love you all. <laughs> Uh, speaking of celebration, uh, are relationships worth celebrating on? Kylie? Oh, yes. Relation- <laughs> relationships. Kylie, is Kylie Too Smart is leading the, the topics this week. Oh, <laughs> goodness. Don't <laughs> so, let me lead your topics. <laughs> let me lead all of your topics. No, I think, okay, so if we're really talking about like what's important in life, it is relationships at the very end of the day we go out and we make money for what? To support ourselves and the people that we love, right? So life is nothing without the relationships that we have, whether they be romantic, whether they be familial, um, whatever it is. But in order to, I think, really like have a drive or a purpose, a lot of people are putting their drive and purpose in their relationships. Once you establish yourself, right? um, And get yourself stable, what's life without like someone to share it with? And I think right now, um, especially cause like I'm in my thirties, um, uh, relationships, I'm at a point now where it's like life is getting way more stable. And so I can have more time to focus and think and analyze the types of relationships that I want to have. Um, and a lot of these conversations that I've been having, um, have really brought to the forefront of my mind, how, men and women are interacting 
um, how people from all over the spectrum are interacting and hearing people's perspectives on uh, what it means to be in a relationship, whether or not that is um, completely emotional, mm -hmm. whether or not that's sexual, and whether or not you can separate the two, emotions and sexuality. And then of course, now the, the, the issue is, is it wrong? Is it right when you meet someone to think of them in a sexual way? Um, oh. I think men like get a terrible rap for sexualizing women and we don't have the discussion the other way <laughs> of women sexualizing men and being predatory too. So Grayson, I'm so happy that you are here as a man um, <laughs> to talk about this because like, I really don't know, like I've been having these conversations. I've been having men tell me that like, you know, men are really not as sexual as like people perceive that mm -hmm. like they're disappointed when they talk to people around them and they're automatically like trying to be put in a sexual space. So please like, tell me what your experience is on this, what you're, what you're living with. How's it Whoa. like in your shoes? <laughs> <laughs> like my boys my, are in the room. No, 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 no. I'm just I wouldn't say it. Um, <laughs> nah, but it's my experience. Like, it's. It, it, I guess I, I don't know if I can say it's different than the average male. Um, <laughs> Cause growing up, I had a, I had to learn like how to love myself and and see. Oh shit! I'm. I'm I'm handsome, you know what I mean? Like realizing that and and figuring that out and then navigating through life um, with all that uh, and kind of realizing like past clues and, and other hints. Cause like, you know, women can tell when a guy likes a woman, but a lot of guys are clueless sometimes, including <laughs> myself. So it's like, oh wait, she liked me? <laughs> it's like, that but you know it's like figuring it out and then there's been times you know um as a guy um that sounds weird to say as a guy um but you know it's like i've been in circles where like i have two best friends that are that are women you know mm -hmm. and i've seen them traverse dealing with men and i've learned early perspective of how women should be respected etc and I've also seen the, and had conversations and senses of like, oh, well, will dudes do this? And I'm like, well, we do that because this is the climate that we're in. And this is the spectrum that we're in. And it's like, when I see certain things happening, like when I see another dude disrespect a woman and it's like, oh, you know, it's cause we gotta be equal. And it's like, nah, that's not equal because you're not even doing that to a dude, you're doing it to a girl. So it's like, it's not even an equal yes, thing, it's a power exactly. thing. So, and for me, it's like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know if I had, I don't know, someone like approach me in a wrong way, I guess, unless like, uh, I guess at best, I'm the victim of, of bots trying to hit me. Hey, uh, go on this site. <laughs> um, these beautiful women around your area and i'm like bro like i'm trying to watch anime leave me alone like, <laughs> you don't want to know about the hot horny moms <laughs> in the five mile radius Man, like, <laughs> and, 
Yeah, like that's I guess that's the most insulting or or nah, it was definitely one time. It was funny. It was very, very funny. It was around the time, I think it was like the within the first year I was with my um girlfriend and some random girl inboxed me like a picture of herself trying to sell pictures. And she's like, hey, selling this like like doing like Walmart bundles. Like, oh, five for ten. And I'm Walmart like, uh yeah. bundles. <laughs> like and, and and I was like, hey yo, I got a girl, yo. You gonna get me shot? Like, I don't even what are you doing? Like, I don't even know you. And she's like, I don't care if you had a village. And I'm like, I cool. I screenshot it. <laughs> I'm like, yo, watch out for this chick. She just like setting random pictures and in inboxes and whatever. And <laughs> that's when I realized my girl was like really like me like that. Cause she was like, yo, where's she at? <laughs> I got, oh, <laughs> someone, someone else commented that I found out was her cousin. Yo, it says Philly. All right, we're going to roll up. And I'm hitting her like, yo, she might not really be in Philly. Yo, yo, don't, don't catch a case. <laughs> don't, I don't know. Don't go out looking for her. Like, I don't know who this is. I already blocked her. It's cool. And it's like. I don't know you. That's yeah, my first. Yeah, because I was like, yo, like, like, you know, in my, in my like, single, single time, you know, I get approached in a certain way. I'm cool. I never really got approached in a bad way. At least for me, I guess I'm lucky. Um, you know, but when I'm in a relationship, it's like stranger danger. No, no, because I'm like, like I, I even someone, yo, look at her. Yo, she looks like. Th-. Nah, I ain't looking. Nah, I be, I be like, it's a trap. No, Mm-mm, I don't do that. Like, I respect. I respect it on on any space. You know. Yeah, I I heard speaking of bots that. That women or women presenting ads is what I'll call them <laughs> on t- on Tinder as well as any other Bumble Hinge is Hinge a site Hinge is a site why do I know this yeah um oh I know I anyway uh <laughs> but um I'm not gonna call him out but a roommate of mine told me that how when he was just trying to find a date and get to know people in the area that he was attacked a lot by women that were just trying to flirt their way into authentic interactions, thinking that would lead to a relationship, but really it's them trying to squeeze money out of, out of uh, my roommate. And he, he, what he would do is he would like test it out because it's always like an automated, automated messaging. And I'm not going to lie. I have the automated messaging is coming from trends on how men typically, and I mean, cis straight men interact with each other online. So from the trends, it's minimal text being like, Hey, what's up? How are you? Nothing really back and forth than what like typically women do where women are like texting back and forth, giving all the deets on all that stuff. So that's just kind of like a generalization. So the bots will take advantage of the minimalism and try to take over and get money from, from men who are just looking for a date or a partner or whatever they're trying to look for on Tinder, a hookup. So, um, but it, it turns into from being like authentic to just like it's transactional. And so, and that's always mm-hmm. been kind of like my issues with um, online dating is like, it's never been for me anyway, in my perception that 
it's been a true authentic interaction. It's always been like, what am I getting out of this? And so yeah. um, where was I going with that? So what I was getting with that is like, I feel bad for men who are really trying and then they're just like, okay, I'm coming out of my comfort zone, getting on this platform. And then they're just getting attacked by scams left and right. So like, I don't know if you yeah. guys ever heard your friends getting into that. Grayson? No, I, I've, I'll be honest. I've, I've been in that space. You know, because it's like, it, and it's so funny because like when I'm in relationships, I'll be in there for a good good chunk of time. So it's like, I'll miss like a whole five seasons of Doctor Who or something. And, and I'll come, <laughs> and, when, and if things like fall apart, you know, it's like the whole dating scene is different. So different. like, yeah, I'm, so like, I'm a, I'm a old school, old soul of like buying flowers, taking someone out to dinner. But at the times of like, Bing bong. I can say, I can say, uh, when I made Let It Go, uh, for those who know that song, and being in that space, um, realizing like, for one, the severity of like, oh, people don't go on dates. Oh, people don't buy flowers. And, that low key being a benefit, but at the same time, it's also weird. Like I remember one time I had a date and we was going to go to Red Lobster and I was like mad happy about it. So I just like brought roses. Right. And I used to like walk everywhere in my neighborhood and I was already in my, like, you know, I had like my black slacks, my shoes and red <laughs> shirt. And y'all already know me. Y'all never see me in red. Never see me. In red. <laughs> never. Like, I wear, I'm wearing a red shirt. I don't even have my hat. Got a haircut, fresh, all that. I'm walking through with the roses, and someone drives by, and she yells out the car. I do not know this person. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so adorable. You're the fucking goat. And they drive off. And I'm like, y'all just got roses. All right, cool. I get home. I get back <laughs> to the crib. Date happens. <laughs> we play, like, uh, Tekken 4 because we made a bet. I won. Um, then we go to Red Lobster. And, you know, it's like... They fuck me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. Bam! <laughs> he was like, I just bought roses. Yo, nah, it just, you know, Red Lobster's the goat. But, uh, nah, but it's like, okay. I've, a lot of times, even if it's like, you know, platonic conversations after, you know, like, oh, how you been? And you see them later. It's like, nah, like, I remember, I remember our date. Like, I remember the date because it was like, you, you did this, you did that. Like, I recently seen someone I had a date with, like, years ago. And I, funny enough, because I'm forgetful sometimes, I'm like, all right, we had this date, we went to, went to eat. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, um, my cousin's having a wedding and I got to go. And I'm like, do you want to go? And she's like, what? Sure. And just the way that we pulled up, because it was like at this golf place that also like served food. And we're like, all right, cool. Uh, we got to get up there. And the guy's on a golf cart and he's like, yo, you want to drive? Um, like you want to, you know, be on the car and we can just get there quick. I'm, I know your cousin. All right, cool. I'm like, all right, you drive in the front seat. I'm going to hang on to the back. Like it's grand photo. And we drove up mad fast, and I'm like the last one there, so everyone noticed me. Same type of clothing, you know, blue shirt this time, and they see me, 
And like, of course, he he pulls up like that. And we we like have this wedding. So then, like the last time she saw me, she was like, "Nah, I remember our day because you just took me to the wedding for like the first date. It's kind of crazy." I'm like, "Yeah, I know that wasn't planned at all." I love that chaos. So yeah, it's like chaotic good. It's chaotic good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I I fall in that. You know, it's just like it's those moments. You have those good times. And then online dating, because like the bots, you you get used to it. You kind of like, oh, this, like, hey, how you doing? Oh, how's your day going? Oh, well, do you want to meet over here? Oh, oh, you're a bot. All right, cool. Next one. You know, you got to keep it pushing because I think personally, I could be wrong, but um, I feel like going into dating in general, trying to find someone on any spectrum of whatever agenda you're trying to do. If you're just trying to, you know, have you fun, have you fun. If you're trying to meet someone and talk to someone, get to know them. If you're trying to be in that middle spectrum where it's like your, your F buddies and all that, you know, you gotta, you gotta prepare to get the rejection or be misunderstood of what you're trying to do or what you would like to do because of the fact of like how everything happens between men and women. Cause you know, I think I just made a post the other day um, where I yeah. was like, I don't like the men versus women post. Like, men don't do them. this enough. Women don't do this. Women should do this. And it's like, yo, that's just mad annoying, bro. Like, there's different <laughs> situations that happen. There's different people. Mad corny. I, I like, hate, I don't like corny. those posts. I don't like those posts either because it's also like, to me, just by studying the language of it, it's like there's a true disconnect. And right. there's also a gap that's not being filled by the person who's delivering that messaging. So it's like, man, I don't like it when it's like, well, did you communicate? But yeah, exactly. So I guess what from stemming from those posts and kind of going back to to what we were trying to get to is that how do men feel appreciated or appropriately sexualized? You know, like I hear from Grayson's story, just a lot of like delivery of like, this is what I did. This is what I had an, as an idea, but what the flip side, like, what would you like, or how do you admit to communicating what's appropriate for you? Yeah, me, um, I'm very vocal. <laughs> I, and I'm also subconscious at the same time. So sometimes it's like, I don't want to like talk, but then sometimes I know I need to say things. But as of, I don't know, it's like, feeling appreciated especially I've been dealing with this last year actually of like actual like I think the last few years especially meeting everyone in music as well is getting mm-hmm. the compliments and me like taking them and being like oh they mean it oh this yeah the gender oh they really they're really happy for me oh because yeah. I've gone so long of just like moving and just doing it and not expecting a compliment, not expecting anything. So it's like on the other side too, it's like, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's the same as, as far as I, it might be the same for women as it is for men, you know, like uh, a guy getting called handsome, a guy getting, Oh, you look nice today. Oh, like, you know, those, those are really dope. Like for me, you know, if I, if I get complimented, I'm going to be happy. It's going to make my day better. You know, like, Oh, you got a haircut? Oh, that's cool. Right, thank you. Thank Are you. Are you looking just, good? Just, You're looking great. You yeah. living life. Right. Yeah. Like, like you alive? I'm happy you're doing well. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, those, those are good because it's like, 
most of the time, you know, you get the the whole overshot. I don't know if that's the word, but you get the the pressure of you have to be strong. You have to be you can't exactly. complain. You gotta you can't be emotional. And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, son, like word, I can't I can't be I can't even be tired, bro. <laughs> and it's like, no. And it's like, no. all right, well, fuck that. You gonna be, you gonna hate me, <laughs> and and at, you know, especially off also being approached like, I've 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 had times where I've learned in the past where it's like, damn, someone just said something mad simple to me, and I just let them just try to give them the world, and they said something mad simple. It's like, should I make them work harder or just what? It's like those those thoughts too. You know what I mean, like. Like I think, like one time I got, I legitimately got bagged up because I was at a show, and I had a Captain America hat, and a girl came up, was like, "Hey, uh, oh, you like Captain America?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And a whole conversation happened, and I just realized, like, yeah, that shit don't happen on the other side. <laughs> like, oh, you, <laughs> like, I would say something fashionable, like I'm knowledgeable about it. Oh, where? It's like I don't know. It's like those things. <laughs> there's, there's like, is a significant difference. Like you know, like, like oh, like guys are easy. Sometimes and it's like, like I like in conversations I've had with my best friend in the past, like especially when we both were out trying to find people, but we're like we're friends talking about experiences. I'm like, I'm like a girl trying to get at a guy. I'm like it's different. Like, mm-hmm. like if I see a girl say, "Yo, I want to take you out on a date," I would be surprised. <laughs> Legitimately, back in the day, I would be like, "What me?" Wah, not even Dutch. You pay for me. Nah, I can't even let that go. Y'all be like, used to be a game of like, who get their wallet quicker? Oh, got it. Boom. It's going to be now. It's so passive, right? It's just, yeah. it's, it's hard to be direct because I think also there's a balance or not even a balance. There's like, there's a fear of being too direct that whoever is receiving the directness will weaponize it against you later exactly and I struggle with that yeah. I struggle yeah. with that too that is my biggest mm-hmm. and it comes from both sides like <laughs> I have is- to I even have to like get out of that mindset too because like what every time that I've been direct it's always been like a threatening aura for for men and I have to be like okay they're receiving in a certain type of way I can't be as direct so then it turned into like, oh, it's already been paid for. And they're like, what you trying to what you trying to mean? And it's like, no, I'm not trying to mean nothing. Like I'm just I'm just being generous. Or but now with cash, like it's it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, hey, I got this. And he's like, oh, thank you. And so luckily I I I I'm with somebody who can who can I can be direct with, but that took a lot of like months of me like needing out that trauma because other folks have been so threatened by me being just like taking control of the situation. Even if it's a small thing of just paying for dinner or just paying for a nice thing because there's- Or buying someone a drink. Yeah, or buying somebody (laughs) a drink, yeah. And so it's so like, it's just interesting where it's like, they like doing that creates some sort of like, defense mechanism between the genders and it's just like I wish it wasn't so defensive but at the same time like actions trending actions have shown that people have to put up those defenses Kylie it looks like yeah. you're about to lean in and say something yes I was like no oh, oh yeah 
I have noticed that the more conversations I have with people, the less um, gendered my thinking comes when it, in terms of like interacting. Everybody's playing chess. Everybody is playing chess, whatever interaction you have. And so it's like, what's your opening move going to be? And it's all based on the life experiences that you have, the trauma that you carry inside, how you're going to react. So there, I feel like there's so many levels and filters of thinking that you go through whenever you interact with anyone um, in considering what their cultural background is, what their economic status may be, how they may be perceiving you paying for something. Because I've had people be like, oh, you think I can't provide for you or if I'm not accepting of a gift because I know they're going through hard times, it'd be like, oh, like, you think I can't do this for you? And I was like, oh, no, I'm literally like, I care about you. Just trying to be generous. I'm just trying to be yeah. generous. I see where you're at. Like, you don't need to buy my time. You don't need to buy our Oh, interaction. my gosh. Child. You're a genuine person. You are welcome in my space. So if that if that is just how I operate and you've had other experiences, like, this is, this is the, the Kylie experience. So... I communicate like that and I enjoy yeah. people who are open enough and willing enough to have their guard down to communicate like that. And I can tell you, it is not easy to walk through the world with this, with this type of vulnerability. Like people take it all kinds of, kinds of ways, but. Right. Gonna... You can manipulate like, and that's like the, the like part where like, cause I've like one, one bad experience or one, one hurtful experience, I'll say that, like, I'll never forget it, is it was a year after, like, it was a year being single, whatever. It's like, I right, talking to this girl, you know, we're vibing, talking all week. I'm like, hey, would you like to be my Valentine? I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, we can go on this date, you know, meet here, da 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 Cool. Day of the date, which is Valentine's Day. I'm dressed up. She's like, I'm um, waiting for her. We're trying to call. And then I see Instagram. She's with like her best friend, and it's a dude, but it's a best friend. So I ain't taking no way. But it's like, oh, we're heading to New York, and I'm like, yeah. you didn't even say anything. Yeah, that's oh. real heavy. And yeah, you're reading like, the oh. context, yeah. And I'm like, I'm alone on th- I'm alone on Valentine's Day. I sat there. I was like, yo, wow. I, I was talking to you and you you just you couldn't even tell me, yo, I got I made other plans, like damn, you know, and it's like I I like when it comes to the whole like approach, like approach to men, approaching women, it's kinda like, you know, a lot of dudes always say, like I say in a sense of I don't know if I can can I curse? Is that okay? She yeah, been cursing. We've been cursing. Please, I've been. Oh, I'm. She's like, fuck this, fuck that. You get so much like, like you said, I love you, dude. Like you're just like, what did you say? You said f this and f that, and I'm like, oh, yeah. he doesn't know that you can cuss on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, my so mouth like, now. You know. Yo, I know. It's just I'm, I'm a guest, so it's like I'm making sure you know I always be professional as much as possible. But like, all right, so like in a sense of like, where was I going with this? Like just one to fuck and it's like guys would say yo if women just say it then you know it would be cool and then it's like all right but you also know that there's some thirsty ass dudes that would try to holler at a girl they want to fuck and then they get denied then they want to call them all whores and hoes and all this other shit which of course is going to bring 
a whole defense mechanism within them because now they're getting called hoes or they get called hoes by other females as well because they're being promiscuous when in reality you just trying to find it like they trying to find a good time and a thing that they they trying to get their nut off too you know what i mean and it's harder for them to do it because everyone don't know how to do they what they got to do so it's like it's it's those things where it's like yeah people being direct in what they want is hard because of the fact being that there's people that fuck it up for other everyone else for everybody else because on the guy side it's like you know i've been i've been in that situation a lot where i'm glad in my adulthood i know how to traverse through that where it's like okay i think this person is attractive cool all right i am i'm choosing to not holler at them i'm just gonna be cool about it but like hey you know whatever and knowing how to say that let them know that but not make it be like i i, I want to make things further i'm just letting you know like, hey yo you bad you know keep it pushing because sometimes it's like you don't have to like try to holler at every person that you think is attractive you know sometimes it's, it's just like damn yes yeah bim, that is like, bim bap in a bim bum yes. bop <laughs> i love that because that is yes you are now you are speaking some gospel because that is true that is definitely a thing <laughs> and i feel like that that should not be a bad i mean i feel like men are more likely to do that then women seem to have struggles with that, just kind of being able to say, I was gonna say biology, biology be true. Yeah, it's like, I feel like when you get ready to say it to a, like if I, I don't necessarily want to, you know, bang you, but I do want to let you know this, right? So there's a level of, but that expectation comes next. Like, well, if you think that, like what are we waiting on? But that that don't mean I wanna be with you. That don't mean I'm into you. That don't mean that you go, <laughs> nigga, no, you got to come. <laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> what? Pause, bro. Let me hip you real quick. I'm just letting you know what I'm feeling, right? So it should be okay to do that. And yeah, I there there's a whole, I've always wondered that from a man's perspective, because I feel like there's a level, and I have this issue all the time. I Kai was leaning into that, but it's sort of like the idea around one occupationally hazard, so that I'm oftentimes around a lot of men, especially because being an MC, like a lot of my my peers, my producers, my DJs, all of the people that are around me typically are men who, if I'm in a single situation, then seem to be like people don't know who I'm attached to, which is usually none of these people because they my friends, right? So like, I don't fuck these guys, they just cool. But if I'm trying to, you know, normally in the context of a situation, I've been at like a show or something like that. And I'm trying to like, you know, talk to someone and I can feel, oh, oh, ooh, I, I should name drop this person because- um, No doxing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to name drop him, but uh, okay. <laughs> I'm Look at V. Good job, V. <laughs> <laughs> a, no a very popular, a very popular uh, producer who, um, you know, I met a, or, well, anyway, I'll say that a very popular MC. This happened a different time that I was um, at a show or whatever. I'm talking to him. You know, I'm, I'm letting him know, like, I know this man is married or whatever. I didn't care. I just wanted to let him know. I thought he was fine. Like he is my, you know, favorite MC, whatever. I wanted to give him that kind of credit, right? I'm like, I'm not here to bang you. I'm just here to, anyway, said, said guy 
winds up like immensely like getting giving me back signals during the show with my friends around. So my friends are feeling protective of me with this guy who's now on stage in front of me, passing the mic back to me. He's feeling on my finger to see if there's a wedding ring. He asked me on the mic who I belong to. And so who do you belong to? Right. So I'm like, oh, I mean, I know he married because I see this shit on Instagram. Like, I know this. Right. So I know I don't know where he trying to go with this. And at the end of the show, right, he, t- he, he tells me before he's like, no, nah, you come over to this. She get in line first. He wanted me to come to the merch table first. So I get to the merch table. We're talking off to the side. I really just wanted to ask him for a collaboration. I don't want to fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, I'm trying to figure out how to communicate that and also say, like, I think you're incredibly handsome. Like, you're so just everything about you, right? So I'm, I'm giving that energy at the time. My ex is behind me, like somewhere behind me. He got up. He He's going up. to spontaneously combust. Like, <laughs> yes. Can you even imagine? And and comes up and it's like, you know, he starts buying all the guy. I mean, he probably racks up probably at least a thousand dollars on his merch of this guy's merch to let him know. Yeah, don't even that ain't no. In fact, ring this shit up, ring that up, ring that up. He ordered shit that he ain't even got there. Custom shit. You know, so it was just like a thing of try, how do you how do you navigate all of that when it's just like, I'm not even trying to be. And then the guy was immediately put off because it's thinking to myself, like every time he sees me now, he remembers me and says, oh, I saw who you belong to. Yes. <laughs> I've do been you... crying. Yeah. Uh, do, do, do you compliment women the same way that you compliment men? Do I? Yeah, I was on the I was on the same line of Kylie's Kylie's because bitch, I give that energy to everybody. Everybody can get that energy. So here's the thing. 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 So I feel you guys. Like I love being around people and complimenting them and like being like, yeah, you're real cool. You're real dope. I really love what you're doing. I'll shower everybody in their flowers, right? But it's like there's some folks who can handle being like, like, you know, kind of like the girl, the bathroom talk where you're in a bath, public bathroom, a bunch of drunk girls and be like, bitch, you're fine. Hell yes, I am. Oh, thank you. Right. Bitch, you are bad as fuck. Like, you know, just like kind of all that energy. Right. But it's so weird to try to deliver that energy to men. Cause there's very few men that I've experienced where I can give that energy to without them thinking it's an alternative motive. And so I'm curious. So I'm curious, Grayson, like if like a woman is just like, Hey dude, you're dope. You're awesome. Like blah, blah, blah. And like really chinning the chat, even though there isn't really an intent to be further, like how do you digest that knowing that it's just platonic and appreciation versus like, Oh, she trying to hit it. You know? Right. What do you do? Me, me, well me. Yeah. Um, I think I'm lucky. Cause me, it's like, like if I am on, like on my best day, I could reach a ten, but on normal, I'm like an eight. So me, I kind of walk very <laughs> humbly. Where it's like, I automatically like, you can't, yes. <laughs> yo, it's like you can't, you can't come up to me and be like, yo, you're dope. But I'm thinking, oh, she wanted. Nah, she's just thinking I'm dope. All right, cool, yo, thank you. Thank I you, am yo, dope. Word. Thank you. <laughs> it's like it gotta be, it gotta be an overt comment. And of course, I'm, I'm talking from like when I was, I can't talk about that. What I deal with now, every compliment, 
I don't, I take it as platonic. Even if it was a possibility of it being as like, nah, I'm not even gonna put my mind into that realm. Cause again, I don't need to be shot. So, you know, <laughs> uh, basically like in, in those days, like when, you know, I was out and about doing my thing as of, you know, especially at shows and at bars and networking, and someone saying, oh, I think you're really dope. Hey, I like your jacket. Oh, I like your whole outfit because his night went up, da, 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 da. And it's kind of like, I'll just be like, oh, thank you. You know, I would I would mentally kind of put myself in a space where it's like, I, I need to be told, I need to be told directly to know because I'm not even trying to embarrass myself. I think in a good metaphor for it is when you're walking in the street and you see someone waving, right? And you're like, I don't know if they're waving at me. And your initial reaction automatically is you wave. And then you kind of realize they're not waving at you. They're waving at someone behind you. Now you look embarrassed. Now you're doing a poke. Yeah. So now (laughs) in that spectrum, it's like, cool. I'm not trying to look crazy by (laughs) receiving the wrong signals because, oh, I'm trying to, my mental's trying to to bag. Because I think, because one thing as... Tia was explaining her story of the married gentleman trying to trying to bag you and and because he was trying to bag you. Um, it's like legitimately. <laughs> it's like when dudes grow up, even though the generation I think is changing now, but before, as chil- even down to children, it was a prize to get as much as you can, as fuck as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And without even having an emotional connection, without without even being good at it, just you know what I mean, like the whole line of like, <laughs> hey, last two yeah. minutes, yeah, I still hit though. It's like those <laughs> things, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and so like growing up, a lot of dudes walk around and they're like, oh, uh, it's a, it's my chance now, you know. Even when they're in a relationship and they're in married, they're in something, anything, and they still try because of the fact that. That's been instilled in us, and for a lot of us, me, I'm lucky enough to have people in my life now and in the past that told me like, "Yo, this isn't really cool. That don't even really be feeling good when that happens," or et cetera, et cetera. I was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, word." Like, I think I had a conversation with, um, I ain't gonna say her name, but she had a situation where it came out that a prior friend of hers, like kind of took it to a space where oh yo you look you you mad creepy and you got a girl you way thirsty bro and you wild and you gaslit this person and me I said openly like yeah I don't even I don't even like I would never holler at a at a at an MC and that's that's a that's a female in general and she was like why I'm like to be a hundred you don't want to you're smoke. an MC. You're an <laughs> MC. You are, we're all aliens. That's how I put it. Like, we're all the same. So it's like, yeah, she's attractive. Da, da, da. She could also rap. That's also attractive. Cool. Dope. All right. That's it. <laughs> that's where oh. it stops. Cause it's like, it's like a lot, you know, especially in a professional space. Like, cause but I think I've I... seen it recently. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. No, no, it's okay. Can I, can I express an ouch? Um, here in the discussion and Grayson, we're, we're both good friends. So I just, I hope it's okay for, for me to express this, but, um, when 
do you think would be a good time to retire the word female when describing women? Oh, ooh, I said it. God damn it. I, um, no, no it's I'm, okay. I love you. I love you, dude. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. I didn't mean to like call you out. Because <laughs> I didn't even know. It's like, it's because like, it's, it's really, it's really bad because I know, I know when you hear someone say female, they might as well be, oh, bitches. It's like, that's what <laughs> normally dudes be saying. With yeah. me, it's like, I've learned because I never say, I never refer to women as bitches in general. So it's like, that's, it just, that was like the comfort word of, all right. Because saying women, saying women, it, it just, I'm getting used to it, you know? Right. Um, but no, nah, it should, it should be retired because of, of in general of how it could be interpreted. And there's so many other words of doing it. That's why when it comes to the rapping uh, side of it, that's why I just be like, oh, MCs, MCs. I don't even say FEMC. That sounds corny. But I just say MC. Yes. Who is so. saying FEMC? Because, okay, can, break it down. What does do MC that. stand for? What does MC stand for? Um, For me, MC, I spell MC as E-M-C-E-E. Oh, it's not but like MC check? is a mess. I'm just nah. joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> MC. Good MC mic checks. But, um, <laughs> but MC is a master of ceremonies. There are people that... Like back in the day when hip hop was origins, they were the one with the DJs making sure the crowd was still entertained and hype. And, and you know, that's where like, the people that were freestyling and writing rhymes and going to the parties on the beats that they were doing were rapping. And that's how, like, to me, that's where rapping, like, got born. A right. good example of that is, oh, I forgot the show was on Netflix. It was amazing. I the forgot down. the name of this show. Yes, thank you. The Get Down Show that. <laughs> um, and and it's like ever since the genesis there's always been women who are also mcs but at the same time it's always been like a dissection of like to explain it because like for one i had to ask shubs one time it's like well how would you ask for a woman who happens to mc if they want to be a part of something and she explained oh this is how you say it and it's like cool Personally, I didn't know. Me, I'm lucky enough to know enough people where, hey, do you watch this show? Yeah. Do you like this character? Yeah. Can you do this character? Yeah. Because this person is dope. And it's never like a whack-ass character. So, That's you know, a can right you do this way. Character? You know what I mean? And, yeah. But I also know, which is weird at the same time in my head, I don't understand how a dude can be rapping for so many years and not have any contact with any women that happen to rap through. I've been rapping for now is almost nine years. I have a lot. I have a long list. Like in my head, there is a track in my head. I'm not on it. There's a track that I would love to hear that has prowess, shubs, uh, frivolous shard, twist wasabi, um, this person, this person, this person. That would be like, yo, this shit, go, it would be dope. It would be dope. It's like mm-hmm. listening to to Cash Doll, Drizzy, this person, this person, and they're just going off and rapping. And you know, I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know if it already did happen. I could I could have simply just missed it. But legit me, like, you know, it's um, like the word female, some people are just used to saying it. It is wrong. And some people don't want to change. Some yeah. some people are just afraid to change. Yeah. And 
And don't get me wrong. I want to put in celebration that if there is a woman that can rap and do hip hop and do music and produce and DJ and all the things that happen within the, the hip hop culture, it's something to celebrate because it was just like jazz. It was one of those things that it opened up the doors for a lot of men at first because men were allowed to be liberated to do these things because of circumstances of culture. So for example, while men were out doing whatever they could or doing out and creating like art, like there was more restriction on women to stay home and raise children and kind of hold the household down. And so when we see the flourish, like how art has flourished to make sure that it's more accessible to uplift other genders, like we should Mm -hmm. celebrate that. Um, And so that's why it's like, yeah, like for example, I'll use Prioris as an example. Prioris is a rap artist and she does hip hop. Did I say that she is a woman rap artist? No, but we can celebrate the fact that she is a woman doing this mm-hmm. because she's transcending past what was allowed for previous generations before her. Um, and so it, it's one of those things, like, it's great that, like, if you acknowledge that somebody is a woman, like, I don't think there's any harm in that, but just to kind of use, female has kind of turned into a throwaway phrase, like, just like you said, like, women, female kind of correlates to bitches, and it's just like, and it's also kind of unified it's kind of creating a culture that women are all the same when it comes to their art. Right. Yeah. And like, so for example, I'm not going to sit here and Grayson and tell you that you sound like Rick Ross. Cause you don't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I'm going to say like, Oh, you sound like Kanye or you sound like, you know, houseway. Yeah, but it's just that whole thing of just like, if you say female, it's like one type of thing, one type of deal, Mm -hmm. whereas like there's more dynamic and um, there's more, like we're more dynamic than that as people. Um, So yeah, no, thank you for opening, letting me open up the conversation with that. Like, I really appreciate that. Cause like, I know it's vulnerable to be called out and then it's like, oh, (laughs) yo, literally, literally, yes, I, I, if I, I hope I get, I think I got some footage of the show or someone else probably has it. Um, I performed a bit of Nightwing Forever, which was like a recent video, right? And there's three verses where normally like, all right, I don't really get to do that a lot. Um, I immediately was like, hey, yo, I'm just gonna let y'all know, I might fuck up. (laughs) And I was like laughing, I'm like, no, I'm dead ass. I might fuck up, bear with me. Song after this one, I'm gonna kill it for y'all. But nah, I'm always confident. So me, and this is just me. I don't, I don't really believe in perfection outside of like God. But like right. you know, in a sense of us humans and being human, it's like whatever we put as perfect is a limiter because we can go beyond that. So I'm okay with being called out and told, hey, yo, you fucking up, bro. Like, yo, you shouldn't have said this. Oh, you you shared this thing and it looks crazy. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. My fault. You know, as long as, especially the way you get told. Right. You know, so it's like, that's really important as well. Yeah. Delivery is very important throughout. I think all conversations we've had today is delivery. How you deliver things is very important. Yes. Respect. All respect. Respect. All love. Right. Yes. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing that. And I really appreciate that you're, you kept an open heart to that. Um, so let's go on to, you know, instead of calling you out, let's talk about celebrating you. Dude, your huge W at MAGFest. <laughs> Yay! The W's you took at MAGFest? Oh. Did I see a winner? Chicken dinner? Like, yeah. not only that you had your own show, your own stage, but you also got, you hopped on with Megaran, who filled out the whole auditorium. Excuse me? Yo. Excuse you were, me? Like, Look at that smile. Phone. Look at your smile, bro. You Why are you smiling like delivered. that? You delivered the sermon. You put on a masterclass. I was very proud of you in a way of saying, like, not because it was like, oh, I'm so proud of you, like the you know mom in the corner. It was more so I was proud to see somebody who has been so committed to being authentic about your art and present about it and developing your craft. And at the same time, you did not let circumstances that happened um, leading up to it and circumstances that were personal circumstances, whatever those were, get in the way of you delivering greatness. And I was yes. just like, that for me was an inspiration for everybody, especially young folks on this pathway of like, life is going to throw curveballs. You may have, you know, personal shit happening in the house where it's on fire and you got, you know, you got to go out there and you got to murder that shit. Like nothing, like, like, right. Like nothing happened. Like your DJ did not just like get COVID, right. You got to go out there and no. like, I got to kill it. <laughs> so please, please shed some light. Cause people, for, for those people who don't know, how did you, how did you muster up the strength to deliver that uh, and, and not bring that, you know, essence to your performance? Well, for me, um, yeah, yeah, last year was tough, um, especially at the tail end of it. But um, I'm my mom's son. That's, I, so my, growing up, my mom's always like, she just handled, handled it at all. You know, my dad helped and handled everything too. It just, they was a great team. So me, it's like any, anything that gets thrown at me, I try to handle it as, as efficient, and graceful as possible and mm -hmm. of course with with magfest like because you were there yeah. and at the same time you know um v was at mag west you know and i i know for a fact there are there were a lot of people <laughs> there were a lot of people that um i say that bet on me like that's why on the stage if for whoever watches the the video because that was on YouTube on MacFest, um, where I say, I'm gonna prove any I love everyone that bet on me, I'm gonna prove you right. Because I know there's a lot of people in my time that really like, even if they looked at a video, they shared something, they talked about me. You know, I was just telling V yesterday, she was she let me know, like, yo, anyone that works with you know works with you, they say they really like working with you. And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that, you know, because <laughs> like you know, just like, hey, we do some, hey, great, hey, man, thank you, I appreciate it, boom, we keep it pushing. Um, and so it's like, I understood the assignment as soon as I got the email, um, shot to IQ, because he's the one that like, let me know, and he's like, yo, you check your email, bro. I was like, at break, <laughs> at work, at three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, hey, yo, all right, oh, shit, spazzing in the freezer, like, yeah, you know, and, and it's like, all right, now it's game time. I, I cannot mess up because, for one, 
I feel like I told Mark this too. Uh, I feel like my generation of of MC in the nerdcore spectrum were the second generation of people of color because Mega Ran, NPC, and them they knocked the doors down for us to even get into a space like that. Yes. So then us is like we yeah. we get to be ourselves unapologetically. Like yes. I could rap like I would rap in a show at a bar in New York, in Brooklyn, or at a convention in Maryland or right outside on the street in Allentown, PA. You know, I could be the same person and be myself. So, you know, you saying, oh, he put the sermon. I was laughing. You know, I was just like, yo, it's crazy. Because <laughs> it's like, I finally saw the show from the perspective of a fan looking at it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah. Damn, I can see my veins. <laughs> Yo, I really came up with three different outfits, <laughs> but it was hot as hell up there. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of it was like, and it was really like a, a it was the goal for me to get there, to be on that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Lord Zay and SBF. We used to talk about. Yo, man, I yeah. can't to get on that stage. Yo, we gonna kill that shit when we get on that stage, yo. It's, and and I got there, so yes. it's like. You know, now I'm I'm traversing into okay, I need to make this more consistent. I need to I need to I have a I know I have a momentum. I have to keep going. I have to keep going no matter what. And also with the mindset of I'm still juggling life and I have to juggle it really well. And yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I'm gonna be tired. Well, so that's what I wanted to do. Yep. I'm happy about doing it. Now with the Mega Rand spot right because <laughs> t i think you were there when i found out you were in yes. the room with us yes and i freaked out for like two seconds like legitimately two seconds I made, was, a face, dope, I made a whole fairy odd parents like fairy like two two, two seconds i realized <laughs> i was like wait chill 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 breathe 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 because everyone people that know me including Rand, Rand knows for a fact i tell him every time that is the goat for me that's the, that's yeah. the dude because what he does on all spectrums is like the bar like of course there's people that yes. going to do better in certain spectrums but it's like all this stuff that he's done is crazy True. yeah and it's always cool to talk about i'm like yo this dude this dude was rapping for capcom he was on the album for um when they remade i think it was street fighter 2 hd remix and he was on that album and the same album right. Redman was on it and i didn't even know him at the time like that Right and or Black Materia or Forever Famicom and him Epoch, which is still my favorite song he's done. And then me, him asking me, and crazy how full circles go, of hey, you wanna you wanna do this verse on OP, which the original person is Richie, which right. is my OG, and yes. he started OG right. that now I'm he passed the baton to me to be the leader of OG, so I'm doing his verse. And I'm just like, yo, I, I, I got a body, you know? And exactly. especially him saying on stage, I said it backstage to him, like, yo, everyone's doing a 10-year challenge. And 10 years ago, I brought Black Materia and Forever Famicom. And yeah. he's like, he said it on stage, and that shit was like, oh, shit, like, it's crazy. He I totally did. Yeah, and it was, just, it was just a really cool moment, you know, seeing the pictures. It was like one specific picture. Someone did it of the screen. And it was me and him clapping side to side. And I'm sitting here like, yo, this is this is this is nuts. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Like everything didn't hit 
me performing on Mag's main stage and have my own set with my best friend as a DJ. That's my best friend. I've known him since I was 14. Like, when we first met, I was cursing people out in class because they were trying to make fun of him. Like, I was banging out for this dude in high school. And... First I was standing behind him, by the way, when Doran Rand said, I was standing behind him. And how do you say, is it Racy? Is it Ricey? How do you say the... Oh, uh, Rosie K? Rosie K. I was standing K. behind yeah. him. Yeah. So they were like right in front of me when you came out and it was like, we all went like collectively crazy. Like I was trying to record it and I'm screaming all over the recording. I was like, I got to post this shit with that. Look, I'm just a, a, a disclaimer because we was going off. I w it was so it was such a moment when you came out because it was also you you what I saw was you taking in the crowd and how yes. the crowd was you know the crowd is intently like first there's basketballs going off everywhere it's it's you know it's it's Ryan it's Raheem it's like everybody is going crazy and you in that moment coming out on stage and being like oh my god like <laughs> like this is real and then yeah. killing that shit. Yeah, you know, because it's like, it's, it's do or die. Like, a lot, every situation of performing for me is a do or die situation because you never know who's there. You never know who's seeing you. Um, yep. Like, I just, I just got a spot in the convention for November because of how well I did last night. Because we, we've oh, always dude. known each other online, but, like, we finally met, met, and I was like, yo, where are I? We talking, da, da, da. Hey, yo, let me help. You know, I'm, I'm down with the cause of what you're doing. You know, shout out to J1. And he saw me perform, and then he hit me, yo, you want to you wanna perform this November? Hell yeah, I want to perform this. Man, you nearby. You an hour, bro. That's great. That's <laughs> a car ride, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like, in every situation, I take it, whether it's a verse, whether mm -hmm. it's a performance, where there's me featuring on a performance, I have to do the best that I can and still be me at the same time because you never know what happens afterwards, you know, or what could happen because of it. And especially with that moment, that was like a super bonus. It's like, it's like you beat, <laughs> it's like you, you, you playing uh, like Smash Bros, you beat the story and then Oh, you did so well. Now you gotta beat this character, which you can unlock, and it's the character that you wanted to unlock. Then you beat his ass easily, and it's like, yeah, I got him. You know what I mean? That's so good. it's like that when all that happened, that made me like it was just like, oh my god, you know? And it's just crazy, you know? Like after after getting off the stage and doing the thing, I I like I didn't cry. I was surprised I didn't cry, but I like kneeled down and I was like, oh shit, that happened, yo. That that's crazy. And then everyone is like. Especially seeing seeing my boy uh, DJ Terrence Lee, seeing Rozzy K, seeing you, seeing Shub, seeing everyone post immediately too. Omega Sparks, Swats, Game Breaks. Um, I can't say his name. He was a guitarist. Lacey Jones. Everybody like being happy for me. Seeing yeah. Record System in three separate places. They were all separate, but I seen them all in the same yeah. hour. Yeah. Yo, man, we're really proud of you. We're happy for you. Trill hitting me. <laughs> Yo, really happy for you. Because they seen the genesis of my MacFest journey at IQ's um, showcase, I, Music from the Heart, back when I first went to MacFest. And first meeting Richie that year and sitting together. Oh, I was at there. The spot. Yeah, like, that's how, how did we not meet, yo? Like, I was exactly. there. Because <laughs> I remember, it was like, because us talking at one time, I was sitting there like, 
yo, they were there because I remember hearing them. I'm like, yo, these guys are, uh, oh, they're dope. I'm like, oh, they rap. I'm like, oh, they rap. They rap like me. They rap like I'm familiar with. You know I me mean? like, I, this is dope. I like this. I like this a lot. And it's like realizing, like, yo, we didn't even introduce each other. <laughs> no, I think I was because trying to you get know what? That makes perfect sense. <laughs> now putting it together because I was, I've guessed it on that year. Uh, Artemis and and uh, Bill Beats had a set, and I rapped. They called me up to do an acapella verse. And I remember I wrapped, wrapped this Colossus verse. Anyway, that that was that day. Um, <laughs> and I remember I was like, because that's the day I think I met Felonius. And uh, yeah. and like some, but yeah, that's the that's the point I met him. But yeah, that's the the jam space was the first time that I had like gotten a chance to like enjoy perform, being on the stage at Magfest. Yeah, Mag is Mag is a special special thing especially starting the year off because then it's like oh this year's gonna be my motherfucking this yeah. mine this year, year. this year stay yeah. in that bag dude you gotta stay in that bag yeah, yeah. you know especially like because last year you know you know um i was on i was on father mode i'm still on father mode of course every day but it's like hey i'm gonna chill out i'm gonna i want to be home i want to experience these things and it's like all right i gotta get back to work you know like yeah. Vacations over. Gotta get back to work. You know, I, I gotta do, I gotta do right for my kids, and at the same time, I gotta do shit that they could brag about. You know what I mean? Because when they grow up, you know, if I stop or if I do something different in that aspect, or I keep going, and they talk about, yeah, my dad's a rapper, and they're like, well, what did your dad do? Oh, well, he was nominated for a Mid Atlantic Emmy. He did this show. He did this. I want them to brag. I want everyone that. Right. That bet on me and rock with me say they know me and they're proud of knowing me. And that, yep. oh, he didn't quit. He didn't stop until he wanted to and he was satisfied with it, you know? So, Absolutely. I'm happy about that. I'm over here like, yes, and growth mindset. What What more could you, what it's more beautiful. could you want? Yeah, yeah. I no, want to see you hit the stars. It's, it's going to, you're going to, you're going to proceed and keep growing and it's, it's going to be beautiful. And, uh, and I love that you're bringing your boys along within that space. Cause you know, it's, it is definitely, I took my, I take my son to the, he will be in the, in the high chair. I mean, in the, uh, what do you call it, Like the carry chair and the, um, the, huh? Is that called a stroller? Rolex stroller. No, not the stroller. The, uh, <laughs> come on, help me out. The, the, hello. I, I've been, I'm, I'm like, I'm a preteen parent now. Um, the chair, you know, you put in the car, the car seat. He'd be in the car seat yeah. and in the studio with me, in the booth with me, like literally. And he would come to band practice with me. He would be in the thing. So, you know what I'm saying? Even though he 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 adopted that persona that that's just who I am, mommy is and what I do. And like, you know, he's been on stage with me. He I've had to have him right there because I couldn't like and I've had to beg, you know, the nightclub owner to be like, I don't have a babysitter. I have to come, like, I have a show. You gotta put, you know what I'm saying? So the point of being able to, it is what it is. Like all ages venues, thank God for them. Um, but I love that you're bringing your boys on that journey because they are truly, they will appreciate that. And to know to keep going and pursuing their dreams. And yeah, I love kids that. Kids don't forget that either too. Like they'll grow up being like, sure they might, there's always like trials and challenges like during the, like, you know, the adolescent stages of life yeah. but like once they're older and they become an adult they're just like i really appreciated my parents did that 
Like they yeah. showed me what, what it looked like to grind. And so that really manifests in a different side of when they're older. Cause it's like, the, it, cause your influence may influence them. And sure. you know, no promises cause everyone's allowed to manifest their own identity. However, like people will remember that. Like my, Cash talks about his dad all the time and all the things that he did to hustle. And so I'm just yeah. like, okay, I see where you get the hustle culture. <laughs> you remember that. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving along, we do need to get into some closing parts of today's episode. Um, call to action. It's a little bit more informal. We don't have any links or anything for us to donate this week, but I will say February is among us. Remember, if you are a Black creator, to protect your peace, because people will come out there and use you as a token for their Black History Month agenda to be so inclusive, but that inclusivity is not, you know, twined to just one month of the year. So remember, select where it makes sense, where it feels right. Um, but remember to protect your peace during February. Um, that's something that I just shine a little blessing on for everybody. Um, something that inspired me too from this post is I saw um, a famous Twitch streamer, I am Brandon, um, where he tweeted something being like, hey, do you wanna, can I interview you for Black History Month? And he straight up was like, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, yep, please make sure that you keep your, your energy for yourself during that month and take your time and navigate very, very carefully. Um, because yeah, like corporations are out there wild. And um, another thing that I wanted to bring up is Big Move Monday, which we will post them onto the Twitch channel for the week is Noir Grime. They are the culprits of the reason why we are here today on Twitch. And I appreciate Bill Beats. I appreciate Sub Shubzilla for getting me the tools to be able to broadcast this properly. So uh, obviously things uh, will evolve over time. Um, <laughs> I see Grayson doing Papa duties. Right. Papa <laughs> um, but yes, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm very thankful for them taking the time. So if you don't know who they are, Shubzilla and Bill Beats, um, they began working together around 2011. Uh, they started off with a single called Wonderful World and for Bill Beats for President, Volume 1. The duo moved on to make more albums, including The Conquest, The Single Golden, and the most recently Belmont Tapes. So if you're a Castlevania fan, check that shit out because it's very, very killing. So dope. Um, and it's fire. It's fire. They have South by Southwest, MAGFest 2022, Never Give Up, Never Surrender Tour under their belts, along with performances at NorthwestCon, Pax West, Nerdcore Showcase, and many others. Shubzilla and Bill Beats are the founders and hosts of Nora Grimes Friday Night Get Down, a monthly hip-hop showcase in the Seattle area. With Shubzilla's frank and aggressive lyrics, because we know how our girl be. And Bill Beats uh, penchant for samples and bass heavy compositions. They do not disappoint. So just putting that out there, please listen Definitely. to that. Shubs is, I've, I've known Shubs for a while. I, we both paneled together at Mag West and after learning her and having a hookah session with her, I've been able to, I've been able to, you know, I'm glad that I have a sister in the community. Smoke with your girl. <laughs> That's the, the, the Shubs. I met Shubs in 2014 at ONF at Orlando Nerdfest 2014. And let me just tell you from that moment on, 
that, that, that has been my sister. I will just say, like, it was a lot happening at Orlando Nerd Fest. It was so much happening. And uh, shout out to her and Samus for, like, because just meeting them and feeling a sisterhood with them um, and being connected. And then we immediately, like, worked on a song together. Like, we solidified that sisterhood. But um, I, I love Shubs. That's, that's, a, that's a beyond family. Like, she is definitely, you know somebody that keeps me in check and in, in, in line and continues to, you know, make sure that I'm doing right by myself as a, as a woman in this, in this space. So yeah. Yeah. And Bill beats too. Bill beats too. Cause like Bill beats will never let me rest. Like Bill beats. <laughs> I, if I, you know, like now he's yelling at me now, like Tia, you had enough time. Listen, I don't want to hear no excuses when your voice is better versus done. And, 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 in this, like, he keeps me on my toes too. So um, shout out to, to Bill Beats for being like, oh yeah, and you're going to be streaming too. And you know, but in, in fact, you're, you're next. Don't don't say V to me without you coming too. You know? So I love them both for holding me accountable, but pro props to them. Grayson, yeah, you, had a, you had a word. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met Shubs, um, I think it was 2016, I think, I'm pretty sure, at MAGFest. Um, back when it was a Mega Manathon, I met her and Samus and everyone at NPC at the same time. It's actually a funny story. Um, I know we don't have time to go into it, but I'll talk to y'all about it after. But it's like, <laughs> I, I, I've known it's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're the ones that pop off. <laughs> like, oh, they'll get it cracking before anyone else. Like, everyone else is mad, cool, calm. It's like, oh, they don't take no bullshit at all. It's like, all right, cool. It's dope. You know what I mean? There's strength in there. And it's like, Especially, I think, especially last year into this year, it's I've grown to appreciate her even more because it's like, you know, she's the one that like I she ain't afraid to spark a conversation that's needed in the nerd culture in general that has always been around. It's like, all right, we're we're in this space, we got this platform. All right, cool. Yo, remember that time y'all did? <laughs> and everyone's like, uh. Like, and leading like leading out was remembering that this art form derives from a black culture and that yes, it is a black culture driven art form and remembering that in everything that we do right she remembers to celebrate that and that is yeah. so important in this in, in a nerd space where you're able to say like well wait a second even the things that you're you're consuming right now right that that comes from content that's been generated by us don't erase us um exactly yeah exactly and that's the thing that I, that folks forget once they dip their toes into an art form that wasn't streamed from their culture that they forget to give the credit where the credit is due so i'm glad that there's folks who remember and give honor to to the black community for that so um closing up things to look out for i do have a show coming up here in san jose um 7th Street Big Band will be performing at the Art Boutique on February 20th. Uh, so we should be able to safely have a show. They do have mask mandate in their in their comic book store. So making sure that doesn't they don't care what your vaccination status is, just as long as you're wearing the mask during the show, that they feel like that's the best way to go about that. So um, yeah, it's it should be fun. Um, I, again, playing in big band is a rare thing. And so it's really great to be back with some of my instrumental family and getting back together and doing that thing. So we about to spin it. Uh, but yeah, 
thank you so much for another episode here of Lady Blurred Sing Song. Uh, Lady Blurred Sing. <laughs> I can never get this right. I'm like, Who are I'm like, we? What are we're, we doing? <laughs> what, are, what are words? Uh, <laughs> welcome. Um, thank you so much for being here for another episode of Lady Blurred Sings the Blues. Uh, I am sometimes V here, entirely too smart. Prowess, the Testament, and our guest here, Grayson. Um, you will find this recording archive here on the Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash sometimes double underscore V. So just make sure if you want to check that out here, or I will be uploading the audio on SoundCloud, which you will be able to receive on Spotify and Apple podcasts. So yeah, um, that's about it. Um, as for some of the editing, I would say thank you, Mark Cooper and DJ Tayoga, but I don't even think they made this episode, but we will <laughs> give our credit to the rap nerd who did do the theme song. So yes. thank you. And I'm